Welcome to the HR Insider Podcast, where we interview some of today's top HR reps and human resource experts. It's time to elevate your human resource mindset. insiders welcome to this week's episode i am so excited to introduce you to Alyssa light she is a keynote speaker in the hr space she is revolutionizing how people are doing and conducting their interviews and they're getting massive results and i am so pumped for you to get to know her today so hr insiders i introduce you to Alyssa light Alyssa, how are you doing today hey friend how are you Doing great. I'm doing great. How's how's uh, cold Canada right now? You know, ten centimeters last night, and it's stuck. So it's beautiful here. I can go snowshoeing finally. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, listen. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background, and uh, kind of what you're up to now? For sure. So I started speaking a few years ago and wanted to build a really strong portfolio. It's really important in my opinion. So if other people don't share this, that's totally cool. For me, it was really important to build uh, some credibility. And I actually fell into the HR space. So I was in the marketing space before, David, and I've just fallen into the marketing or into the HR space. And what that looks like is I've hired over 100 people in the last three years. And for most people, that would be just absolutely cringeworthy. And what makes it more difficult for people to believe is that they're all millennials. And I know that the millennials have an, um, a reputation of being a little challenging, but I can tell you that when I took on the position of HR in this particular role, I, we had like a, about a 60% success rate. And this summer we had over a 90% success rate because we completely flipped our interview process on its head. And I cannot wait to share it with you today. Wow. Okay. That's, that's pretty phenomenal. Now the people that you're hiring, are you hiring them for your company? Or are you doing this for clients? What, is, what is, what does that look like? So it started in the space of this charity that I worked for. So in context, we run a charity that brings foster kids to summer camp at no charge or very little charge. And so it's a space where kids can feel really safe, sometimes for the first time in their lives. And so we had to find the right people to come and look after them because you can't have just anybody looking after these real special kids, right? Yeah. Wow. So we recruit, we actually recruit from all over the world. And uh, this summer, we had uh, 35, 40 students on staff with us, or sorry, young people on staff with us. And um, some of them are students on placements. We also have agreements with colleges and universities. A big shout out to Durham College in Oshawa, Ontario. They produce incredible curriculum for their students, like phenomenal. And so we had uh, over 20 staff from six different countries this year. Whoa. Do. Yeah. And so, you know, we started a few years ago and I said, I'm only going to hire domestic staff. And that was really just because that was my mindset at the time. I didn't understand international hiring. And I said, and we're going to do these group interviews. Can I tell you a little bit about those so I can tell you about the development of, of how we created our, our interview process? That'd be cool, David. Please do. We would love to hear. Okay. Awesome. So when I did these interviews, I had between five and 15 people in an interview and I would do it with myself and generally speaking to other people. And I had previously hired them um, for our leadership team uh, within the charity. And so 
people would come and we'd send them an email and they had to come prepared. So they had to bring three copies of their resume and one copy of their references. They had to bring an item that represents who they are as a person. And they had to bring a dollar store item that starts with the second letter of their middle name. And then the last thing they had to bring, I know, I know, everybody looks at me like, is this for real? I actually had people email me back. They're like, is this a typo? No, no, this is not a typo. And thank you for clarifying. Um, it, was, it was interesting. It was very interesting when people would email me back and ask me if that was a typo. Anyhow, and then the last thing they'd have to bring was an activity that spent it was at least five minutes, no more than 10, and they had to do it with the whole group. And so I'm going to tell you why we did those things, because at face value, what it looks like is bring some resumes so all the people who are conducting the interview can look at it. It looks like, tell us something about who you are, uh, can you follow instructions, and an activity to see how you engage with people. And what I want you to know is those are not the primary reasons for those. We ask you to bring three copies of your resume so that, yeah, each person who's conducting the interview can make some notes because we want to remember who you are. We're going to ask you to bring an item that represents who you are as a person because what you're going to do in your interview is you're going to partner up. So, David, let's say you and I are partners, okay? okay. What, item did, what item did you bring? Let's see. Make the, it up. What you bring? The, the second letter of my middle name, right? No, sorry. You're going to bring an item that represents who you are. So what is okay. it? Item that represents who I am. Okay, so for me, uh, I would bring a Manchester City soccer jersey. Perfect. And I'm going to bring a pair of fairy wings out of my dress-up closet. Okay? Love it. Amazing. So we're going to sit together, and you're going to tell me why your item from Manchester represents who you are. Can you tell me what that is right now? Why, why is that true? Why does that represent you? I'm a huge international soccer fan, and I am crazy about Manchester City Football Club. What about well, you? I'm going to bring my fairy wings because I really like to feel a little bit magical. And sometimes I won't admit to be doing it right now, but sometimes I like to stand on things. So I get a different perspective of the world. And I feel like if I fly, I can do that. So, <laughs> Brilliant. What we're going to do now, because we're, we're going to pretend we're in our interview, is you're going to tell everybody how I am like my item. Okay. And I'm going to tell everybody how you're like your item. See, here's what most people would do. Most people would say, hey, so I'd like you to meet David. Um, he really loves international soccer, and that's why he brought this today. That's what most people are going to say. But what we want people to say, especially when we say, blah, 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 you're going to edit that part, okay? okay? What we want people to do is realize what we're asking is to say how that person is like their item. So here's how this is going to sound. This is David, and I have this soccer jersey and soccer items that are like him. They're really fun because he likes to play games. He likes to get involved, and be careful because the man can be loud, let me tell you. That's how these items are like David. Okay? And those are two different things, right? Yeah. Those are two different things. So that's a big listening skill. And we tell people, hey, this is why we're doing this. So the second thing is the dollar store item that starts with the second letter of your middle name. Let me tell you, David, if I ever see somebody bring an arrow chocolate bar to an interview again, I'm going to tell them to leave right then. I mean, I've seen more arrow chocolate bars. And those are the people who walk in, look for the first thing that starts with the second letter of their middle name and walk out. Because in that interview, they're actually going to tell everybody, hey, my middle name is Marie, let's say. 
And um, I was in a hurry because I had to get here on time. And I saw an aero bar and I love chocolate. So that made it really easy. Probably not going to hire that person because right. they're running late. They didn't put a lot of thought into it. And they're not very creative. And I need people who are those things who are going to work with children. So yeah. what I love is I can't remember what this woman's middle name was, uh, but it was the letter U. Okay. And I don't know about, I don't know about you, but like the letter U is not something most things start with. You know, you think about like umbrellas and she said, Oh, I didn't want to just bring an umbrella. It was hilarious. And she said, so I walked up and down the aisles looking for things. And then I found some utensils and I thought these are so practical because afterwards I can actually use these. And I got them in my favorite color and they actually only had pink and white and blue out. And I really love green. So I had to go find somebody to ask if they could get me some green ones off the shelf. Tell me what that says about that person. Yeah. Wow. You get it? Yeah. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. And so then the last piece is honestly the most important piece running an activity with the group. And I have seen people, um, bring some of those balls that have, you know, you, you, um, when you catch it, your thumbs on a certain spot and there's a question there and you ask the group the question or you answer the question to the group. I have seen people uh, lead songs. I've seen people who are learning to play an instrument and they play it. I've seen people, um, you know, do rock, paper, scissors, but like giant versions of it. I've seen all kinds of things. And the activity itself is not what matters. And how you run it matters less and how the group reacts to you running it. Interesting. I had a young man come in and he was learning to play the guitar. And, you know, he said, I'm not very good at it. I only learned two songs, but I really want to try because I'd really love to play for the kids at camp. Bang. Number one. <laughs> he wasn't great. You know what I mean? Like by, by all standards, you know, I didn't have a clue what song he was playing and I was supposed to know it. I mean, he said it, I can't remember what it was now, but I didn't have a clue what he was playing. But it was so neat to see the people in that interview who encouraged him, who said, hey, really good try, or hey, I could teach you something later, or hey, why the heck would you do that? That's the attitude that we wouldn't hire. So we're watching the people participate and, and react to him as a leader more than we're watching him lead the group. This episode of HR Insiders is brought to you by PC Housing. PC Housing caters to business travelers and their families by providing tailored temporary housing solutions that are less like a corporate apartment and more like home. With anytime check-in, flexible lease terms, and personalized welcome grocery packages for their guests, PC Housing provides the amenities you need to be at your best. This month only, make a reservation of 30 or more days with PC Housing and receive a $400 American Express gift card. You can take advantage of this great offer by going to our website, hrinsiderpodcast.com. That's hrinsiderpodcast.com. Relax and know PC Housing backs its services with the risk-free PC Housing Guarantee. If you're not happy, they'll do everything they can to make it right or provide a refund. PC Housing. Stop searching, start booking. That's how we do our group interviews. And it started, it started off... Um, as a wonderful thing because I held these domestic staff I was going to hire, but then it was like, well, how do I hire an international person? And, you know, some people don't want to come for a group interview or they can't, and they might be Canadian, but they're not close by. So then I have to do a Skype interview or a phone interview. And 
so I came up with a new way of doing it. And this is the part that when you and I talked just before this podcast, you were so excited about. Are you ready to hear more about it? Absolutely, I am. I can't wait. Okay. So one thing I want to tell your listeners is the only time you post something is when you're looking for a lost pet. You don't post a job. Okay, friends? <laughs> Seriously. You're not looking for a lost puppy who want to come to work for you or other people who might be keeping an eye out. Okay? You're looking for the best people. So what, do, what you're going to do is look around at your team and say, what's missing from our team? What trait, what characteristic, what skill is missing from our team? It matters not whether the position is a team leader, a CEO, a, you know, janitor. What matters is the characteristic and the attitude that's missing. And then you're going to put that in your job description. You use it as an adjective at the front of your job description. For example, maybe you're looking for a brand manager. Are you looking for a charismatic brand manager? Because something tells me that that would be much better than if you hired a shy brand manager. <laughs> if you're looking for a chief of staff, are you looking for somebody who's empathetic? Probably. So these are really, really important pieces. And maybe there isn't just one adjective to describe that person. Maybe there are a few. So you can list several different ones or try a bunch of different ones. It's called split testing and see what you get. But if a person, let me tell you, David, if a person is courageous enough to say, hey, I'm tenacious and they're looking for a tenacious CMO, then they've just done a ton of work for you because they have filtered themselves. Does that wow. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why that's so important. So that's what we started doing. And we talked a lot more about our culture in that job description than we did about the job itself. Because I can teach you skill, but I can't teach you attitude. Boom. I can teach you skill. I cannot teach you attitude. Yeah. And there are times when we have to, we as professionals have to get a job done and we have to hire somebody who might not be ideal, put them on contract, see how it works. So yeah. Always, 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 when you can, you hire for attitude. Yeah, yeah. Where can you see that that would have changed something for you, David? Oh man, how many times? I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting because you talked about that and I go, yeah, we hire everyone based on our core values and you said tenacity and tenacity mm -hmm. is the core value at our company like it's the one and so we always weed people it's so funny that you say that but we don't weed people out on the front end we weed them out in the interview right and so we just mm -hmm. say if you don't have tenacity you're not a good fit but to your point it's like hey if it's already there if it's already pre-packaged beforehand and they read the mm -hmm. You know, they read the post, um, which I love that you're like, you don't post it, you know, but if we, if they read the job opportunity and they go, I don't have mm -hmm. that. And they just say, I'm out. Then we don't even have to worry about it. Even if they, even if they do look qualified. I love that. Yeah, That's brutal. Totally. 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 So after we, or let me ask you a question, actually, before I tell you about our next step, what's the next thing you do? So you bring somebody in and what, what's the traditional way of interviewing? Tell me what you do. So yeah, so we we typically do well. See, you're asking questions that are so fun for us. So when we do interviews, we typically go, "Hey, um, tell us about yourself. 
and mm-hmm. we have some systematic questions that we ask them, and they're all geared at trying to get them to tell us some information. It's kind of fun. So some of our favorite questions, how many jelly beans fit inside a 747, right? So our goal there is, is always... Is there an answer to that question? Because I am really good at those things. Yeah. I, I, are you really good at those things? Yeah, actually. Now my brain's going, okay, focus, go, back. So you ask them <laughs> how many jelly beans fit in a 747, and... So the the point of that one is not for them to the the worst answer is for someone to go mm, 1.1 billion and they just guess, right? It's better if they go well. Uh, does the does the airplane need to fly? Uh, can I? Are there passengers on the airplane? How many passengers? Yep. Uh, is it full? Yep. And so it's really about the question. Do they ask questions? That's what we're trying to get because, you know, when you're working in a creative space where it's always problem solving, you have to think through the variables. And so I've seen very highly educated master's degree people just pull out a number and they just throw it out. Or they, when someone pulls out a number in defeat, they're not going to be a good fit because they lack some tenacity. Another question that we ask is, what is something that you're a nerd about? Because you could be a nerd about anything, right? Like you could be a nerd about... David, what are you a nerd about? <laughs> oh, so many things, Alyssa, so many things. Um, so I'm like, what are you a nerd about? What is something that you just geek out on and you are totally in on it? And we get some fantastic responses, but one of our other core values is authenticity. You have to be who you are at our, our workplace. And so if you can't, share some of your um, less than first date, uh, you know, ideas about who you are, (laughs) right? The things that you don't share until like the eighth date, we want you to share it in that interview. And if you do, then we feel like you're in. So I've had people tell me that they're nerdy gamers and that they have like um, a clan that they game with every twice a week. Um, I've had people tell us that, and we hired them, by the way, we've had people tell us that they um, only read nonfiction books and they read them for pleasure. And so I said, well, what are you reading right now? And she said, I'm reading on the biodiversity of forests. And it's a book by, and I forget who the author is. And I loved it. And we hired her. Uh, And so it's always trying to get people to engage with us to say, you know, what do you care about? So a lot of our things are, you know, we'll tell them about our company for sure, but we really want to get to know them because something that we say a lot, Alyssa, is, hey, whenever you come here, you're going to spend more time with the people that you work with than with your significant other, your family, your loved ones. So you better love these people. So we take it very, very seriously, and and we kind of have a good back and forth between us in the interview. Sorry, that was a long answer, but you got me really excited about it. Totally fine. And what's really neat is this is the future of hiring. And it's something that for, for your listeners who are, are maybe of generations older than myself, I'm 35. And so often those generations struggle with, well, it's got to be a certain way. And so I'd like to offer them something really special. And no. that is that you, my friends, don't have to be the one interviewing. You don't have to sit there and prepare a huge list and have check boxes and score sheets. I mean, certainly sometimes those things matter, but is the interaction not what matters more? So what we've done is we have prepared a standard email that we send out to people that we're inviting in. And it says, 
hey, by the way, you're interviewing us. You tenacious person, you charismatic person, you dynamic person, you're going to interview us. And you're interviewing us. You can ask us anything you want to. We may not be able to answer all the questions because of confidentiality, but we'll answer as best we can. Here are the things that you need to bring. Here's our website. Prepare some questions for us. Here are some of our clients. Please don't contact them, but like, here's some of our clients. What questions might you have about them? Here are some of our competitors. What questions might you have about the relationship that we have with them or don't have or how we do things differently than they do? And that person has to interview us. Now, we do have a list of, say, 10 things that we would like them to ask about. If they don't, then we have a standard question prepared that we can ask them at the end. Okay. But if somebody like, let's go back to the camp for a sec. If somebody asks nothing about the children that we serve, they're probably not a good fit. Right. Not probably. They are not a good fit. They're just not. You got to yeah. care about the kids first, right? Yeah. If the first question out of your mouth is about the culture, boy, do I want to talk to you. <laughs> boy, do I want to talk to you. Right. Right. Because right. if people matter, cultures matter. And if the culture matters, then the people matter. That's it. So let's work together. And this is the greatest way to do it. I'll tell you, I've been asked some of the most interesting questions things I never would have thought people would ask about. And really? it, you learn so much. Like if, if, if somebody asks me, hey, hey, can you tell me a story about a really challenging time that you had with like a teenage camper? Because we take kids from like five to 18. So it's a huge range. Wow. Or if somebody says to me, hey, what do you do for staff appreciation? It's not how do you appreciate me? It's what do you do for staff appreciation? And the reason that's so important is because so many places do nothing at all. Nothing. They do nothing for staff appreciation. And they wonder why their communities aren't working and their, and their cultures are, are dead. You know? So I, I, get, I get to hear what's going on inside their heads. And there's so much valuable insight there. What would you, like, if you could have any question that somebody would ask you about your business, what would it be? Oh, man. Any question? Mm. Maybe not any. Pick one. Just pick one. Something that you love to talk about about your business. I, I think it's fascinating when people ask me because I because I own the business. When they ask me what why did you why did you start the business? Like that's that's always that's always compelling. When when people talk about the why, that's mm -hmm. interesting. Or when they ask, um, so to your point about culture, so what's the culture like? Because we pride ourselves on our culture. And we have so we have um quick stories. We have uh our staff, they will have their spouse come in, significant other, you know, whatever. And they, we've had some people come by, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband. They'll come by the office sometime. They'll be like, oh, wow, this is a really cool office space. And then they kind of get to see the culture and they're like, oh, my gosh, like this culture is fantastic. So this actually happened at a event that um, we went to that we just happen to see some different work people at the same event, mutual circle of friends. And literally, um, I, I heard this story. One of our staff members, husbands, she, he just goes, uh, she, someone was asking uh, the person who works here, like, hey, so how do you like the job? What do you think about it? And her husband leans in and goes, she works at the coolest place ever. It's not even fair. Yes. Right? 
And uh, like how we, you can't get a, like, he's jealous. It's not even the same. I mean, he's told me this now. He's like, look, I'm not even in the same field. I know nothing about what you guys do, but I want to come work at your company because it's so cool to work there. And uh, and yeah, so it's like, if you ask about why, why did I start this? If you ask about the culture, those are two winning questions that you're just going to be on the good list right away. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. So anybody who's listening, think about it. What would happen? What difference would it make if people interviewed you? It doesn't mean that you can't ask them questions because it becomes very much a conversation like the one that David and I are having right now. At the end of your interview, though, you want to have about three standard questions that you ask. And those are asked to everybody. Remember that in some places there are um, regulations um, or you know legal requirements for creating a fair and equitable um, Uh, interview. So make sure that you know what those are and you follow those. So the three standard questions um, that you want to ask at the end, something about the worst or most cringeworthy part of the job they're going to do. You want to ask about an unpleasant part of the job that happens sometimes. And you want to question, you want to prepare a question that's you plus them that somehow speaks about culture. And I'm going to give you the examples that we use at this summer camp and you are going to cringe. Are you ready, David? I love it. Let's do it. Okay. The most cringeworthy part of the job, the one that I get the most reaction to is how do you feel about head lice? (laughs) For anybody scratching your head right now, we deal with it. I mean, we, we look after kids who aren't well looked after. So, you know, it, that's what we do. And we don't send kids home who have head lice and we don't ostracize them in front of other people, which happens in a lot of places. We look yeah. at it as an opportunity to spend one-on-one time with a child. So if your reaction to how do you feel about head lice is, oh, you're not a good fit for us. It's that yeah. easy. If your reaction is, you know what, they actually really creep me out. And if there's a way that I can be involved that isn't direct, I'd really appreciate that. Bonus answer. Fabulous. <laughs> The unpleasant part could be something about customer service. So, you know, how do you deal with a really upset customer? What do you do if somebody shows up unexpectedly? You know, those kind of things. So really, it's generally an interaction with the public kind of question. And then the last one is very, very much about what you what you want from them and what you can contribute to them if you can make it that way. So ours is, how can we help you grow as a person? That's the question that we yeah. ask. One of the clients that I have right now, we developed a few different ones that they're going to go through as a team and decide what they want to use. But one of their questions is, when is something not your job? Another one, can you give me an example of a good question? Is there such thing (laughs) as a good question? Mm. What can we learn from many people asking the same question? That's a really good one because if you say to people, what can we learn from many people asking the same question? And their response is, oh my God, I just like people, like, why do people even ask if the sky is blue? You know, why do people ask the same thing over and over again? What that person is probably missing is that a piece of their communication isn't clear to many people that they're delivering to. 
So they mm-hmm. have an opportunity there to go, hey, if 10 people have asked me this in the last 15 times that I've delivered this piece of information, I need to clarify something in my, my preparation and in, in what I'm going to say to them. So there's lots of really valuable information in those questions. So there you go. That's the process. And now I'm working with um, a whole bunch of other clients. Just landed my first European client. So excited to be working with them. And they have offices all over the world. So we're totally going to change the way that they do their hiring and their placements. It's going to be incredible. And so we're working, um, I'm working with a bunch of different companies to design their own process that matters to them and that makes a difference for them and doing it with their people, not to their people or for their people, but doing it with them. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. So there you go. That's what I'm up to. So, so okay. So, when you do these things, Alyssa, and you yep. you have these group interviews where people are bringing things to the table, what what's the overall? I mean, like, what's the engagement like? I'm sure that some people like go for it, and some people don't. What's kind of the reception been in from the people that you're interviewing? So most people are really curious, which I really like. I love a curious mind. And when they come in and they're like, hey, I was wondering why we're doing this. I love that. I want, pe- I want to work with people. And I mean, who doesn't want to work with a curious person? Yeah. I mean, they ask such great questions. There comes a time when you just have to do your work. But how great is it that if, if somebody is curious that you can rely on them to say when they don't understand something, say when they need you to rephrase something, ask a question that actually might provoke some really beautiful thought. On that note, everybody should read the book, A Beautiful Constraint. Total plug for a book I just read. It's amazing. We'll talk about it on another call, but it's amazing. And, you know, when we ask, when we ask great questions, we get great answers. Sometimes, you know, Seth Godin talks about there are I'm not going to quote him exactly here, but basically that we can't have good ideas if we don't have bad ideas. Michael and Amy Port talk about how 80% of what we create goes in the garbage. But if we didn't create that, then we wouldn't get that juicy 20%. Yeah. We're looking for that juicy 20%. So, I mean, the answer to question really is, you know, we're looking for the reaction. We're looking for what we appreciate. We're looking for them to be interested in what we're offering and to look how they can contribute. That makes sense. Yeah, oh, absolutely, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, so when you when you bring these new ideas to your clients, and you're like, "Hey, we're going to have the people that want this job interview us." What's the kind of response like? People go, "What?" And and <laughs> it's this really interesting, like, you know, their eyebrows are either like on their forehead or they're completely furrowed and sort of disjointed about the thought. And then when I give examples of why we do it, it makes a huge difference. And I mean, the look on their face, it's as if it's like they get a shot of dopamine and their hippocampus is happy all of a sudden because there's like possibility for these people that they might hire. And oh my goodness, this is going to change everything. And they don't say it. It's just like all over their face and it's the most beautiful thing. And then when they see it work, I mean, they're, they look at me and they're like, well, how did you come up with this? And I say, Things just drop in my head and I make them possible. And I'm so grateful that you trusted me to do this with you because it is a fabulous process. That's awesome. So it's overall like really, really positive. You're getting people that are about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. This is 
like it's it's so simple and yet it's so revolutionary in its simplicity which is typically where, where good ideas come from so mm-hmm. have you seen have you seen this go awry yet i mean has this is is it like you said that the success rate has gone way up but i mean like how, how have you seen this gone bad yet or is this just it's all positive you've seen it go yeah, we've kind of like, you know, had to figure some things out, but for the most part, it's just been fantastic. Or like, like what, what's, what's that look like? So for the most part, it's been fantastic. We had um, two people, um, one that I let go and one who decided to leave this summer um, that I was wrong about. One of them, I shouldn't say that, both of them had a little hint of, you know, I'm not quite sure about a couple of things. And it was crunch time. I mean, like I said, sometimes we have to hire people and get through it. And it was the case with these two particular individuals. Um, One of them caught me off. I mean, he was a bit young, um, but he became quite defensive and feisty. And that wasn't something that I saw coming. Normally, I can see that stuff coming because I work with so many young people. Um, So I was wrong on that one. And then uh, we had another young woman who... um, you know, I wasn't quite sure she was really quiet. And sometimes quiet is great because we need all kinds of different people. Um, yeah. In this case, it turned out to be passive aggressive quiet. Oh, and so, okay. um, you know, after a few weeks, that just wasn't going to work anymore. And um, we let her go. And it, it turned out that, you know, I, I should have trusted my gut on that one. So those are the two that I wasn't right about. Overall, though, I mean, of these 30, more than 35 people we hired, I mean, let me tell you how that summer ended. My staff are planning a get-together in England, and we have people flying from all over the world to all get together in England now. No way. We we had zero major issues all summer, zero, with staffing or children because of how good the staff were. Wow. Absolutely. So am I going to make mistakes? Um, Last time I checked, I was human. If I'm not, we got bigger issues. So, you know, nothing is going to be perfect. This is the best thing that we've created. And now I have other people using this and they're saying, wait a minute, you do what? I'm going to do that. And they're getting results like we got. So I know there's, I know that this is something that is working and is making a huge difference in the world. That's really fascinating. Okay. So, the just the concept that you've created these i mean really different unique ways to engage with people that seem you know the one with the group interview seems very niche and specific to who you're trying to hire do you think that that's something that you would tweak if you were hiring for a corporation and doing these group interviews or would you keep it kind of the same fun like how do you tailor these to different company cultures So I think the first thing to do is to spend some time with the people that do the jobs. So Mm. if somebody hires me, and it depends on what level I'm being hired at, I'll come and spend time with you. I'll come and spend time with your people. If you're afraid to let me spend time with your people, I'm probably not the right person for you to hire to to help you create an interview process that rocks. Yeah. So that's a big, big piece of it. So you think, so, so yeah, I mean, so like, you're like, yeah, this has to be custom tailored for... For the culture. Yeah. Totally. And I mean, certainly there are different things we can draw from similar exercises, but I won't know what those are until I understand what it is you're trying to create with your company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. 
That's fascinating. That's fascinating. Okay, so when it comes to some of the question stuff where the the, the people interview the interviewers, as it were, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. what are some of the things, like what are some of the best anecdotal questions that you've had asked, you know, to the people that are that are kind of asking the questions of the, you know, what would be traditionally the interviewer? I tell you what, I can answer that question, but I can't do it today. We're going to have to do a part two of this podcast because I have a client in 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool. And and I would love to do that. That would be amazing. All right. Well, Alyssa, I really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us today and kind of like talk with our audience. If people wanted to know more, if they wanted to contact you or get a hold of you, how would people do that? So the best way to reach me is by phone. My phone number is 519 519- Three six two, three two, eight one. That's the best way to get a hold of me. You can also email me at Alyssa A L Y S S A at theprofitableinnovator.com. To anybody who thinks my email address is long, it's true, but it speaks to what I do, and I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You just don't care. That's fantastic. Well, Alyssa, thank you again so much for your time. And uh, we will definitely have to do a part two and um, get, get some more of that, your insight because I absolutely love talking with you. So thank you so much and uh, stay warm. This has been awesome. Have a great day, everybody, and go and make a difference in your interviews. Take care. 